What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with Cheesehead TV, joined as I always am week after week throughout this season and many before and hopefully many to come. It's Mr. Andy Herman. Andy, how are you today? I am doing great, Aaron. Thanks as always for having me. Always enjoy these chats and uh, especially looking forward to today's. I mean, hey, we're still marinating in a victory. I know the guys were out on the practice field today starting, kind of resetting, getting ready for this Chiefs game, but we're going to talk about the Detroit game a little bit here. I know it's probably been picked over quite a bit. <laughs> if people yep. looking on the internet, looking at all the different kind of big plays, little plays, things like that. I, I did want to discuss a few aspects with you. Uh, notably, first of all, the play of Jordan Love. Uh, I know it's the headline. We've probably, maybe, possibly beaten it to death at this point as a collective community when it comes to just how not only good and well he played in this game, but how the traditional trajectory is hard to deny at this point when you look at say the body of work over the course of the last month or so like especially the last four games it just seems like this arrow is pointing up and you do wonder like does this continue I mean I don't think numbers wise I expect much more as far as I don't expect him to start throwing four touchdowns a game or anything like that but man you gotta be excited about what you've seen from Jordan Love over the course of the last three or four games I'm excited for a variety of reasons. I think the biggest takeaway for me from that specific game is yeah, there's some really awesome throws on the tape, but my favorite thing is just everything seemed easy for him. Just going through his reads, no turnover worthy plays, finding the open players, hitting them and going to the next down and doing the same thing over and over and over. And it just looked easily repeatable for him, which is like the, it was the most calm he looked and the juxtaposition between the first Detroit game where they had some pressure on him and he was trying to maybe do a little bit too much, wasn't taking some of the easy stuff, didn't maybe always know where to go with the ball, it seemed like at times, to this game where he was in complete and total control the entire time. That's what I was so excited about. And that from that game, that was my big takeaway. Like overarching, the more I've been thinking about Jordan this year, and he's had some advantages clearly that other quarterbacks, first-round quarterbacks specifically, don't get the – having to, you know, basically getting to wait until his fourth year, until he has to play. Um, Obviously, having the same coach through that entire time frame as well doesn't always happen. Getting to learn from Aaron Rodgers. There's been some advantages, but you go into his first year as a starter. In the very first game of the year, he loses his best offensive lineman (laughs) and really loses his best playmaker at 100% up until this point. Obviously missing time, but also even when Jones has been in, I don't think he's been close to 100% since that first game. Right. He has had to live in the shadow of 30 years, three decades of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and has had no running game to lean on through the entirety of this season, not to mention partly due to some of the offense's own misgivings, but they've basically been playing from behind or even in almost all of the games this year. To have that much pressure, no running game, obviously, again, coming in for Rodgers and far like at that, following those two, all of it together is so impressive to me what he is doing right now, and I'm I'm so excited to see what happens next. That's the thing, and I want to co- touch on a couple things you, you, you mentioned there, uh, starting with the turnover-worthy plays, because I think there is the one, right? And I think you pointed it out on Twitter the day after the game, where, and I sure. do believe a couple other quarterback guru types have pointed out, like, just hit AJ in the flat there. Like it's literally designed to go to AJ instead. Jordan kind of surveys the field and he's got time and he throws all the way across the field to Malik Keith. And now it's a great ball. 
Corey's fault. But I said on Watch Party, Corey got kind of got after me about it, but I said on Watch Party, like, if you're a young quarterback, do not do this. Like, Jordan Love can do it because he's got an insane arm. Like, I don't think people understand how talented he is as far as his arm talent goes. He can make that play. You cannot. You be 99% of humanity. I mean, that's an insane play. Probably a minus, decision-making-wise. I think Tom Clements is not going to give him holy hell, but he's definitely going to give him a minus on that one. But it's like, that's, for me, almost underlines your point more as far as the 90% of the plays you saw in that game. Yeah, it's something that you can repeat. It's something that's sustainable. And then when you need an insane play, an insane throw, something that most humans can't do, oh, yeah, he can do that too. I mean, that's really promising. It's funny when I posted that play, I posted the exact same and somebody asked me like how I look at it. I'm like, well, the decision's probably a minus because like you said, AJ Dillon is wide open in the flat. You can easily toss it there. I'm like, but man, the throw is a plus plus because <laughs> I mean it's like, insane. I'm like, I said if we finally get to the conclusion of like, all right, if we if we understand that the throw needs to go to Dylan here, if you are gonna throw all the <laughs> way across the field to Malik Keith, that's the exact ball that you want to throw because only Malik Keith could have got it. It was yep. unbelievable, but it's yeah, it's just it's fun to watch him play right now. And the other aspect I wanted to touch on was his command of everything and not just knowing his progressions and when to get the ball out and things of that nature, but this is the first time I can remember, and there may be some other instances throughout the season, but where he was in control at the line of scrimmage in a way, like the one that really jumps out to me is that one where it ends up he gets everything situated perfectly, takes advantage of what the defense is showing on that left slant to Dobbs that Dobbs ends up dropping. But it's like that's play after play where he's clearly, and you're, to your point, had he's been with Matt for, what, four years now? He's had the same offense. He knows the levers. He knows the bells and whistles, the buttons, everything when it comes to okay, now I know how to like kind of drive the car. I know where all these pieces fit. The rest of the pieces may not know on every play, but yeah. it, it, to me that was almost eye-opening in the way of, okay, yeah, he's got control of the offense. I totally agree. I don't even have anything to add to it. That's That was my big takeaway is, is just the comfort in which he felt running through that offense, national audience, Thanksgiving Day, tough opponent, an opponent that gave him tons of trouble in week four. And just, you can like, there's always the cliche. You can tell when maybe things are slowing down for players a little bit. Like you can literally see things slowing down for him a little bit right now. What do you make? And I know we've talked about this almost ad nauseum week after week after week, but it continues to happen. So I guess I kind of have to, keep discussing it what do you make of the rotation up front with the offensive line I mean we see Sean Ryan come in and play well again uh and we see Runyon have a few more than a few regrettable plays I'm not going to say he played poorly because I thought he was okay but you know and then we have the tackle uh kind of do-si-do there between Nyman and Walker I'm of the just play the young guys like I'm at this point where I'm just play Walker and, and Ron. I don't know I don't know what they're doing as far as what what they hope to gain by like I I I guess I understand it three weeks ago leading up to now right see if yep. these guys can handle it so to speak but now I think they can handle it and I think I want the young guys out there. I'm with you. If if there's a like devil's advocate to like say the other side, I will say that like in the spirit of competition, if they think that like everyone's going to play a little bit better. 
I do think Runyon had, like you said, an, a kind of an okay game. It still wasn't a great game, but like an okay game, which is almost like a little bit better than what it's been. I thought Yash played pretty well this week. Rashid's played two weeks well, nice, you know, back-to-back weeks together. And then I, I thought Sean Ryan played very well. So if this competition is like raising the bar it's for all those guys. bringing it out of them, yeah. I okay, I, I, I still that. agree with you. I still agree with you. But if I'm playing devil's advocate, that's what I would say. But I'm a million percent with you. I, it's time for Rashid. That one to me is really, really easy. I, I really like Sean Ryan and I would clearly go with Sean Ryan. My guess is Sean Ryan is not the silver bullet that people are thinking it's going to be. And just, it's like all this, Oh, we got a great right guard. Now I think there's <laughs> going to be some hiccups there too. Right. I still think all, but I still get going to be better than what John Runyon jr. Has been putting on tape. And like you said, go with the young guys, see what they can do. Those are going to be your guys moving forward. I just think, especially for a team that has such trouble running the ball, it is so clear to me that, Ryan's the better run blocker and I, you're going to obviously have your growing pains with pass protection, but like, isn't this the time to do that? I totally, I just, I want to, yeah, I want them out there like moving people in the run game because right now they can't, like we, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, you know, they can't run the ball with any kind of real consistency. Every once in a while, AJ will break a tackle or something will happen. Like they'll gain some yards, but man, for the most part, they can't run the ball. Nope. And that's one of the kind of main drivers. Cause I think, when you look at Ryan's tape, it does seem like that that, that mentality especially suits him as far as getting up and in, uh, in guys' grill and moving people. Um, let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. It's been a long time, and I mean a long time, since I came away from a game thinking, wow, they've dominated up front on defense. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's frustrating when you go back and you watch some of the other games and you wonder where some of this was. But that's a high-level opponent. You know, the, yeah. I know the Lions were down one starter in, in, yeah. uh, at guard. But for the most part, that's the same crew that took care of business in Lambeau back in September. And, and it wasn't just Rashawn. Like, uh, God bless Rashawn. He deserves every plaudet he's been getting here this kind of last three, four days. But it to a man. I thought every guy out there was was pretty outstanding and consistent. That's the other thing. It wasn't just, oh, there are flashes here, there are flashes there. It was consistent to the point where I mean, Goff just couldn't sit back there and pick you apart the way he did back in September. Now, you can make a strong argument that Rashawn had his best game of the year, Preston had his best game of the year, and Igbari had his best game of the year. Kenny Clark was certainly in the conversation and Devontae Wyatt was certainly in the conversation too. Like all five of those guys were really freaking good in this game. And to do it against Penny Sewell, who is arguably one of the best offensive tackles in football, probably in an all pro conversation. And then Taylor Decker on the other side, one of the most consistently good left tackles in all of football to have that day against those two is really, really impressive. And then to generate pressure on the inside, Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers in all of football, that, that was as good as that line has looked, as you mentioned, just relentless, aggressive, attacking, physical. And to your point, uh, yeah, it would have been nice if we would have seen that a little bit more throughout the course of the season. But they answered the bell. And I think they probably knew that that front on both sides of the ball kicked their butts in week four and they wanted a little bit of revenge. And I'm sure that was on their minds. But, man, that was really, really fun to watch. And it's, it's fun, too, because I know a lot of people were like, well, Rashawn Gary's not getting the big sacks and the forced fumbles and stuff like that. He needs some tandem like with him to kind of get that pressure on the other side so that he doesn't get the pressure. And then the quarterback just steps up and is like, all right, see you later. I'll just you know yep. dump it off over here. When you see those guys working together and getting pressure collectively, it's over. And then Rashawn's just going to eat. And that's exactly what we saw in this game. Yeah. And the way they were able to keep their rush lanes, the integrity oh, of yeah. them. It was so impressive as far how many times, have we, including Rashawn, how many times yeah. have we seen one or the other side kind of just lose the structure, the contain, right? Down after down, passing-wise, it just felt like this you know, boa constrictor just going and collapsing on Goff repeatedly. And I'm telling you, if they can keep that up, and I know, you know, obviously they're going against Andy Reid, who's going to screen them to death and all this stuff. Like, I understand yeah. not every opponent is going to play the same way, but... Man, that is if they can build on that, that's super, super promising. Um, let's let's bump back to the secondary for a second because I do want to highlight Jonathan Owens because you talk about a guy who I, was I mean, pretty embarrassing against the Chargers, you know, to yep. put it to put it bluntly. Uh, to turn around and have the performance he did, I don't think it was perfection, but it was light years. I mean, completely a 180 from the performance we saw in Lambeau couple weeks ago to what or four days prior to this game to what he did in Detroit I was I was pretty damn surprised because there was nothing that I had seen throughout this season going all the way back to camp that suggested that that type of performance was in him he was physical he was decisive he was everything you want 
your safety to be. I, I was, like I said, pretty surprised. Me too. And I, I Justice and I talked about it uh, right after, you know, the last game prior to the, the Lions game against the Chargers. And it's like, all right, it was fun. You know, Jonathan Owens got a couple of games where the team didn't right. really notice that he was out there. Yep. And then all of a sudden uh, the Chargers are like, oh, Jonathan Owens, we're, we're going to attack him over and over. And it was just a nightmare. And and you were expecting Ben Johnson and the Lions to kind of do the same thing of like, all right, they're going to attack him again. They did at times. And he was just up to the task and he was physical in the run game, obviously, as the fumble returned for a touchdown, which was a really alert and smart play That's and thankful play. for the referees that they didn't actually stop it, which was a minor miracle in and of itself. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, really, really cool. I, I want to ask you something on the yeah. like. So let's say. Savage, Owens, Anthony Johnson Jr., Rudy Ford, all healthy, all yeah. healthy. Yeah. Rest of the season, who are you starting to? Man, that's tough. Okay. Is it crazy if I say I want Anthony Johnson Jr. and Jonathan Owens after that performance? Because it's like I know Savage had flashes earlier this year, but we also saw the Savage we've all kind of grown accustomed to over the course of the last yep. two years, you know? So – Again, let the young guys play. I, I just I think Owens clearly is five years in the league, but somewhat on the come up. You know, I don't know. That's a tough one. And I know Ford is your one guy who's had any kind of semblance of you know ability to take the ball away throughout this yep. season. So I don't know. That's a tough one, man. It's a tough. My one. my answer was Rudy Ford and Anthony Johnson Jr. But I don't feel strongly about it, and I quite frankly have no idea. I'm assuming it's probably Savage and Ford, and they just stick with. Right. The same thing that they usually do, but that's a really interesting question. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how they play that. The safety position, I think, more likely than not, uh, probably reverts back to "quote unquote" norm. I don't know if yep. it should, but that's yeah. I, that, I suspect that's the way they'll go. I mean, hell, we're still rolling out John Runyon Jr. on offense. You know, <laughs> like he got you know someone came in when he got hurt, but then the, he was put back out there. So I suspect that's probably what happens with Savage, but. I don't know. We'll see. And hey, in the spirit of needing to talk about all three phases, they're all important, Andy. Yep. How about special teams? I mean, I know Carlson missed a kick and the 63 yarder was probably a, a regrettable decision. But man, you talk about a hidden part of this victory. Uh, and I, I tweeted about this the night of the game. The way Basaccia's punting unit kept putting them in really tough positions. I mean, how many times did they down the ball inside the 10, you know? Yep. And the, the Lions offense just could not overcome it. And whether it was Zane Anderson with a proof of life out there, like showing his stuff, uh, everybody on the coverage unit seemed to do just the best work they've done all year. Yeah. I was uh, – that was – to me, I was a major component of the victory that probably obviously doesn't show up much on in the coverage of this game. And coming off getting rid of Dallin Lovett through the course of the week, and they fill in. It doesn't seem to be any issue whatsoever. Right. Zane Anderson, I thought, like you said, was great. And then um, Benny Sapp had, a, I think, a tackle on a kickoff that a was like around the 15 yard yes. line, right? Too. So, yep. like, just those sort of plays, as you mentioned, there, it's hidden yardage. It's like, it is really, really tough. I don't care who you're going against to go 85, 90, 95 yards in the NFL to try to get scores. And Green Bay, like, Aaron complimentary football who knew there was times in this game who where we saw that there was actual knew? real complimentary football and amazing what happens amazing. when you play that way it's amazing i just you know that was the thing and i said during the game i was, I was like, struck on it on watch party and i think i tweeted about it just 
how long has it been since we've been able to say, like, this is a well-coached team in all three phases, and it's noticeably better than the opponent? Yeah. Like, there was so much cohesion and complementary football and really assignment sure down after down from every unit. Yeah, I was on a short week with a ton of dudes injured. And that's the other thing. I mean, I think it really highlights Green Bay's program that they're able to do these things. So they can bring in a Malik Keith and have four really important receptions and add something in the running game on the perimeter with his blocking. Or, you know, the fact that you can bring on an Anthony Johnson Jr. who you took a seventh-round flyer on, and he can give you really important minutes in a really important game and not be a total disaster, you know? On a short week with no practice, you've just been doing walkthroughs this week. You're not hitting the field. You're not in pads. Like, that is a testament to how Green Bay operates, in my mind. People were a little upset with me after the Chargers game because uh, I was a little bit of a wet blanket after watching the tape, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. the, the Chargers really did their best to give to Green give Bay a lot away. of opportunities. Yeah. My favorite thing from the Detroit game is there was none of that. This they play, They went into Detroit, played a really good team, and they just outplayed them in pretty much every single facet, offense, defense, special teams. And, like, that's that's what you wait for. Like, that's the exciting thing is it's like it's one thing if you get a couple bounces to go your way in a game, whatever. But when you play a good opponent and you just flat out beat them as a young team that has not shown that yet, like, yes, this sir. was the good stuff. And that's it just was so fun to go back and watch this tape and, uh, and really kind of see the dominance that they had in this game from, at times. It's fun, too, to try to project forward because it's like it's a young team. Like, yeah, we've talked know, about yeah. it all year. But I think if you saw the clip, I think Fox Sports had it, of Lafleur in the locker room afterwards where he says, okay, that's the standard, right? Okay, yeah, that is the standard because now we've seen it, right? Yep. And what better way to put that to the test <laughs> than facing the Kansas City the Chiefs. Fucking Chiefs on Sunday Night Football in front of the whole world, Super Bowl champs coming into your house. I mean – it doesn't get easier, right? Yep. Now, maybe it does down, down the After that. Or, or playing the Panthers or Giants or whoever. But, you know, that's, I mean, good. I actually welcome it, and I'm really excited. I will say, though, Spagnola against Love Part 2, I'm fascinated to watch how this plays out as far as both pr- approaches, right? Like, Spagnola, do you s- keep going? Like, do you just keep blitzing the hell out of Jordan Love? No one they couldn't do anything about it last time. Obviously, he's played a lot more. He's got a lot under his belt now. But I'm myself under the, you know, do it until they stop it kind of guys, you know. And on the flip side, does Matt have an answer this time? Because Gal knows he didn't last time. And then you, like, add layers on, right? Does, like, Spagnola know that they're going to spend all week on the Blitz? So does he, like, go, like, eight-man rush, like, look like an eight-man rush look, and then you drop everyone back, and it's just, you know, coverage the entire time? Like, the, the cat and mouse between those two ideas are going to be super, super fascinating. Or do you bring pressure the first play and be like, all right, we're coming. And then like, and then never they could do go in so many different, and Spagnuolo is so good at that stuff. But yes. it's going to be a, a big game against Patrick Mahomes and how the defense fares against him. There's been, there's almost been, almost been a little trickle of positivity about the defense uh, these past couple of weeks. Almost. We'll stand almost. that out. Don't you worry, Andy. We got a whole know, week. Know, we, we got a whole iron. week to oh. put out that fire, you know? Exactly. I mean, but it is a good point though. I said this on, someone was going after Barry about this upcoming Chiefs game and I said you know go back and watch the game in Arrowhead he actually does a pretty decent job against Mahomes in that game so yeah I'm I'm fascinated to see the approach on both sides of the ball um got a long week can't wait (laughs) can we play the game tomorrow I I can't handle it seriously 
Uh, Andy, I, I really, you know, I say it every week, and I, I truly mean it. Thank you so much. It really, really uh, means a lot to me that you spend time chatting football with me, especially about the team we both, you know, obviously grew up loving. Uh, really appreciate the time. Right back at you, man. I always appreciate it as well.